Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome to the Man on the Post Sunday show. Yes, it's a new season. It might feel like the last one has only just finished, but me and Dave are back. How are you, Dave? Are you doing? Yeah, very well, thanks, man. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. I'd, I'd say I'm glad to have football back, but it didn't really go away for that long, did it? No, I thought it's uh, hard to get excited in the way you normally do for a season after like two months of nothing. Yeah. Three weeks doesn't really feel the same, does it? And it, it, it definitely doesn't feel like the first day. It didn't feel like the first day of the season because uh, we were just discussing before we started recording. Apart from the new clubs that had been promoted, it, a lot of it was very much same old, same old. Like, same starting lineups, very few new signings. Yeah, I think it hits it a bit when there's only it was like one three o'clock game. I think that's mm. kind of like, I always look forward to the first soccer Saturday of the season kind of thing where you can watch all the games come in, but... Uh, there's only one Premier League game. It makes it seem like a bit of a like a bit of a football league weekend kind of thing. But there's been six games. I've got plenty to talk about. Mm. I didn't see Soccer Saturday. Who who did they get in to replace? Is it Mika Richards and Alex Scott? So like the internet has been protecting <laughs> and going mad. Uh, no, it wasn't. It I was. Didn't think um, it, would be. it it was Tim Sherwood and it was Tony Pulis and oh, it was Glenn, Glenn Johnson was there. Oh dear. Um, Oh god, I think Clint, I, I, Clint, I, Clint Morrison was I there like somewhere. I like Clint Morrison. He's always good, good value. I think, uh, I'd, I think, I think I'd bring the others back. To be, <laughs> to be honest, I mean Sherwood was always always better than I thought he was going to be. Pulis is yeah, neither here nor there. Uh, Glenn Johnson was quite good. He did um, he did the Premier League game, uh, and obviously Merson was there because he's always there. I think he lives there now. To be yeah, honest, but. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Oh, to be fair, Pulis, as much as I, I don't rate him as a manager or whatever, I heard him on Peter Crouch's podcast um, not so long ago, and he was actually quite good on that. Well, the thing is, he can't knock in terms of, like, he's, he's been a manager at the top level fairly recently, certainly a lot more recently than the, the guys they've replaced, so um, it's not that bad of, a, of an idea, but uh, I think he's just got that stigma attached to him, hasn't he, because he was the Stoke manager, and Stoke had the long throw of football, and that's kind of where he'll always be remembered, I think. Definitely. Uh, right, so we might as well crack straight into it then. So the season started in full bang with a newly promoted side uh, facing off one of last season's mid-table teams uh, as Fulham took on Arsenal. Now, I say it didn't feel like a new season. For Arsenal and myself, it kind of did in a way because we've actually made some signings. Um, uh, but yeah, about 40 days since we lifted the FA Cup, we're kicking off the new, the new season. Uh and yeah, what a way to kick off the season. Now, I know it's only Fulham who have basically done the opposite as what they did last season. <laughs> uh, when they, well, Not last season, last um, yeah. last time they got promoted where they spent £150 million. Uh, they basically fielded the same squad that won the playoff final a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Bar Mitrovic, who was dropped to the bench. Um, and yeah, Arsenal come away 3-0 winners thanks to goals from uh, Lacazette, who is apparently leaving the club. 
according <laughs> to some in the nose. Uh, new signing Gabriel, the new Tony Adams, uh, and uh, and so- soon to be newly contracted up uh, Pierre Aubameyang. Pierre Eric Aubameyang. I can't remember his name. Aubameyang. Anyway, oh. I'm having a, I'm having an absolute shocker here. Um, <laughs> And, and worst of all, Dave, it, this this must have been a terrible day for for certain quarters of the Arsenal fan base. Um, and new signing Willian, he got free assists, Dave. I know, shocking. I know what's what's the world come and do? But I mean, the first thing here is that Fulham haven't improved one iota. They haven't learned a thing from the last time <laughs> in the Premier League. Um, I know you said they haven't signed loads of players this time, but well, they uh, have. They've signed a few players. Well, uh, they didn't sign- play any of them. Yeah, I was laughing as well because I was reading that like, oh, the, the Anguisa and Seri have come back from their loan spells, and I was like, they were in the Premier League two years ago, and they were, you know, they didn't really have much of an effect whatsoever. So I'm a bit delighted to have them back in the fold. But uh, I mean, it's hard to you kind of say well, Fulham are definitely going to go down because they've lost to yourselves. Because I think a lot of teams will lose to Arsenal this season. Um, oh, we'll I know. We'll, 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 well, we'll come on to this in a minute, but for, for Fulham. <sighs> There's nothing. You wouldn't say there was anything, anything positive to take from this, other than the fact that they won't play Arsenal every week. Um, obviously, Mitrovic, as you say, was was a sub. I think he must have been away with um, Serbia during the week and need a bit more time. I get the probably like if he's not there, they've they've got nothing up, up top, which really showed. Um, so, you know, not a great start for them, but they'll have easier games for their sake. I hope anyway. Yeah, it was strange that Mitrovic didn't start, considering that um, he probably would have had a field day. You know, you'd, you'd think on paper, you know, Arsenal starting with a, a, a new look back four, I suppose. Well, definitely the, the centre-backs so are holding, who apparently isn't joining Newcastle, only staying, uh, down to the fact that we've got nine centre-backs and five of them are injured. Um and Gabriel making his Premier League debut. Fair enough, he's played in you know he played in France last season and he has played in the Champions League. Um, but yeah, I'd have expected Mitrovic to come on and give them a hard time. But as it was, very little for him to do. Well, I mean, they barely laid a glove on you. Let's be honest. Um, I think it was that little scare early on when Maitland Niles kind of sh- um, passed to the yeah, back pass. It was a bit short. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, but aside from that, there was very little to be worried about. Um, as you say, Gabriel looks. The part, I mean, I know people say, well, he scored, so it must be great, but if you ignore the goal, because he's a centre-half, we're not relying on him goals every week, but he was just very com- calm and composed, not like most Arsenal centre-backs of recent years. Mm-hmm. Left-footed um, as well, which is something we've been looking yeah. for. Yeah, Rob Holden, as you say, he's a steady, steady guy, isn't he? I think with the right partner, you'll look better. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, obviously, Taney, who we've fought up before, uh, I think he is... Exceptional when he's fit. He's just keeping him fit. It seems to be the issue. Does he have bad games, Kieran Turner? Not that I've seen. Because um, I've seen him play for Celtic and he was exceptional. And every game he's played for Arsenal, he's been brilliant. Yeah, I think uh, there's a lot to like about him. Um, and uh, there's an, if he stays fit, he, he can be the difference between you know seventh and challenging for the top four. That's how highly I rate him. Yeah, no, I, I do. It's it's interesting that um, Arteta did an interview. Um, not that long ago, and he was asked, like, oh, you know, you've got this new look Arsenal uh, and whatever, and you've got some new, you know, new young players, you've got new signings coming in and whatever. And and, he's, and um, he was asked, like, which one player will make the difference for Arsenal this season? And his answer was Kieran Turney. Aye, well, that's, I mean, that's where he is, and I mean, obviously paid quite a bit of money from him. Um, mm-hmm. Not as much, not as much as perhaps he should have done. He's uh, actually an Emery signing. Yeah, well, you know. 
I don't think Emery was is a bad manager. Uh, I think he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. To be quite honest with you, um, but more I'll wise than one judging by the well, newspapers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but uh, obviously Arteta's come in, and I think he's done everything that could have been expected from him so far, and that he's he's kind of figured out who the bad apples are, kept them out of the out of the limelight, and focused on who he does want to be there. And the results have been generally very positive. I know we've obviously had the odd blip along the way, but I think he used the lockdown um, three months, whatever it was, off to really, you know, sort the sort the house out and decide how to do it. Yeah, because I think since lockdown, you were a different team. Yeah, since that Brighton game, right? Really, we we had the first game against yeah. Man City, which we kind of expected that we were going to lose anyway, uh, and then you had the Brighton game where. It just went to pieces, and yes, yeah, since then we've we've been brilliant. Our record since then has been like really good. You know, we've beaten Liverpool twice. Um, okay, one of them was the Community Shield, uh, but we've beaten Chelsea and Man City uh, as well in, in the FA Cup. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really impressive, and a totally different style of play. Uh, and everyone was like, "Oh, you know, the, you know, Arsenal play this this terrible." Ca-. When when we beat Liverpool in the Community Shield the other week, uh, there were a few Liverpool fans saying that Arsenal play this horrible counter-attacking football uh, and whatever. And I was thinking, well, what have you guys been doing for the last two <laughs> seasons? Um, yeah. But then uh, we played we played Fulham yesterday, uh, a team that isn't. We didn't have to set up to counter against at all because they offered very little, uh, and basically scored an identical goal to the goal uh, Bamyang's goal in the uh, yeah. Community Shield. Yeah. Did you hear Martin Keown comments on that goal? And no, I don't think so. I well, guess some, some of his comments were questionable yesterday. Well, he said that you will not see a greater goal all season. On I wouldn't go that, I wouldn't g- go that far. G- game one, fifty-seven minutes. Yeah, I, I, I won't go that far considering the, the next, well, not the next game, but one of the other games from Saturday we're going to talk about had a, a few contenders for, for, for best goal of the day. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a well-worked goal, though, but it was practically identical to, to the mm. goal that we, we scored in the Community Shield. Um, I was really impressed with William. Now, I really rate, rate William. Like and a lot of Arsenal fans wrote him off saying he was, he was knackered, he was old, uh, you know, but Chelsea wanted to keep him. You know, other clubs are interested, and he—he's been Chelsea's for me. I know Chelsea fans will now tell you he, he was past it and, and, and no good, but every time I watch Chelsea in the last two seasons, he's been one of their best players. Yeah, he's—he's um, he's probably been their most consistent player. I think it's probably fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a very un-Arsenal type sign, isn't he? Um, but again, maybe that's not a bad thing. I think uh, what you're doing previously was okay to a point, but. You now need to kind of find a way to go beyond that fifth, sixth kind of place where you seem to have ended up a lot recently or, or lower. Um, and if that means signing established players who are perhaps not going to get a resale value and perhaps will finish their careers with you or more or less finish their careers with you, then you know so be it. Yeah, so get get rid of some of the deadwood, which Arteta you know seems to be doing. He you know he's cut uh, Mkhitaryan free. Uh, apparently that saved us nine million alone <laughs> in just not paying his wages. Um, but, but, that whole Mkhitaryan Sanchez swap worked out well for nobody, did it? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely shocking. Uh, yeah, we got we got two of the best young centre backs in Europe at the moment. Uh, I'd probably throw Holding into that mix as well because I really rate Holding. Um, the fact that he only cost us two million is the only reason a lot of Arsenal fans don't like him, uh, and the fact he's not called Holdinho. Um, or something like that, and I, I thought, you know, I thought it was quite good that he might be coming to you guys on loan, you know, and get a season of football under his belt. But I generally feel he'll get he'll get a decent amount of football. You know, Louise is either going to be suspended or injured. 
Um, well, I said he's got a. I saw he had a neck, neck injury. It's going to keep him out for, for a few weeks. Yeah, he's been a pain in the neck for a while, hasn't he? So it was only a matter of time. But to be um, fair, I don't know if you saw Gabriel's unveiling when Arsenal unveiled Gabriel on, on Facebook. I, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't go on my way to find that. <laughs> so, it, what, if, if, if you do ever get a chance to see it, um, it's, it's probably worth watching for any, any fan out there who doesn't understand why Arsenal kept David Luiz um, for the extra season when we renewed his deal. Uh, because obviously Willian turned around. It was actually a video chat between Willian and David Luiz, and Willian made a point to be like, "Oh, I'm here because of you." Like, you know, you told me all the good things about the club and whatever. And any any video you see David Luiz in, he's so he's such a positive individual. He's like the <laughs> opposite of me. Um, he's so happy and so enthusiastic and and everything like that. And then they brought on uh, Gabriel to unveil him in this co- in this like Zoom call, and and Gabriel was like you're the reason I'm here because of you. You know, you talked to me about the club and I watched you when I was younger uh, and stuff like that. And I wanted to be a defender like you. And I'm thinking, I hope not. Um, <laughs> you know, but loads of people say what a positive influence he's in the dressing room. Um, you know, so even if he doesn't play, he, he can be an important signing from the sidelines, really. Um, and yeah, Gabriel's coming and he's settled down a, a lot better than I expected. It was strange that Saliba uh, didn't even make the squad. Um well, I'm sure reading read they, they were going to ease him in, um, which again I can kind of understand. I, I think I think we spoke about this in the preview pod last week that players who come to the Premier League for the first time um, from certain leagues need a bit of time to bed in, and uh, I think it would have been maybe a recipe for disaster playing, you know, potentially two brand new centre backs. Yeah. Um, so I can kind of understand that, but. Surely, surely, a matter of time before he starts playing. I think he must have a Carabao Cup game probably next week. I'd guess. Uh, um, yeah, he's one coming up soon, isn't he's it? He's almost almost certain to play that, isn't he? So, mm. um, I suppose the good thing we're having lots of games in a short space of time is that everyone will get a go at some point. I would think. Yeah, I say it, it, it's interesting. Like I say, El Nenny started again. Uh, after yeah, back I, I feel like he's been loaned out and come back about ten times. <laughs> he's just. The unflushable yeah. turd, isn't he? But he, he's always been like quite steady, as far as I can see. I don't yeah, think he's... He's, a, he's a decent player, and I think it shows how important it is having players who buy into a system. You know, again, Arsenal fans will, will slate on then because he's, you know, he's not, he's not a, an, he, he won't spray the ball around or anything. He's very much like the Cockerland kind of mould. You know, he'll win the ball. You know, and he can play a pass, and he, he, he you know, he does all the simple things. But if he, there was a game that we played. Um, it was always MK Dons. We played MK Dons in a behind the close, close door. Well, they're all behind closed door friendlies <laughs> at the moment. We played MK Dons, and it was El Nenny's first game back, and he started. And it's weird because he start, he scored from the halfway line, and it was the <laughs> same day that Rian Brewster did the same thing for Liverpool in a friendly. And Liverpool Twitter was all like, "Fuck me, Rian Brewster is the second coming, and you know he's the English Messi and all this." And Arsenal fans were like, "How the fuck is El Nenny getting in Arsenal shirt?" <laughs> Um, but if you watched him during that game, um, when Arteta was giving his, his team talk on the side of the pitch, because they, they did it on the side of the pitch, right? so all the players are stood round. The player in the middle, closest to Arteta, was El Nene, and he was there, and you could just see from the look on his face, he was intently listening to every instruction he was being given. And Arteta was that sort of player as well. He did he did the simple stuff in the middle of the field really well. So I think El Nenny's buying into the system and, and reaping the rewards. You know, we've seen Gwenduzi isn't buying into the system and he's not playing. And uh, I think you'll see the same. It's very similar to what happens at Liverpool. You know, Jordan Henderson probably wouldn't get into most Premier League starting teams 
uh, n- neither would James Milner. But they buy into that system. Uh, the, mm. the way the way that Klopp plays, they do the work required of them, uh, and, and fill that system really, really well. So that's why they play. You know, so just because Elneny isn't the greatest midfielder in the world, although I'm sure, isn't there some story like he's lying on Messi's favourite player or something weird <sighs> like that? I mean, I hope so. That's the type of that's <laughs> the type some, of content yeah, people want to hear. Like, there's, I mean. there's some weird story, some, something to do with him and Messi. And I can't remember what the story is because um, there was talk that Elneny was going to talk Messi into joining. Um, when he was leaving Barcelona, um, but yeah, but yeah, so yeah, I think I, I think it could be an interesting season uh, for the likes of El Neni as well. Um, Fulham, yeah, if they don't improve, I, I don't see them hanging around in this league very long. Uh, no, no, I don't. <laughs> but the odd thing is as well, we've got a month of the transfer window to go yet, so mm-hmm. um, I think a few teams will be looking at what they've got, seeing how they compete, and then we may see a few busy boys over the next yeah. few weeks. Definitely, because I think I think the three. Spoilers for upcoming games, but the three promoted teams uh, conceded nine, uh, ten goals between them this weekend. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh... Not, not the greatest start <laughs> for them, is it? Perhaps not. No. Uh, so there was a three o'clock game, Dave. There's not very much to speak about in it, though. Uh, uh, Crystal Palace played host to Southampton. Um, Wilfred Zaha scored his fiftieth Premier League goal, um, and. I don't, know, I don't know if the highlights I were watching got stuck on repeat, but every time I looked up, Wilfred Zaha was in on goal from the left-hand side of the pitch. Yeah, I mean, Southampton obviously uh, were chasing the game uh, for most of the second half. Uh, and obviously, as you say, Zaha was getting in time and time again. He had one disallowed at the side net. He obviously scored the goal as well earlier in the game. Um, it seems to be as the more unhappy that uh, Zaha is, the better he plays because he was... <laughs> He was incredible here, despite spending all summer trying to leave. Um, I don't know how Palace do it every year. Like they played Kiyadi and Scott Dan as their two centre backs, and managed to win against Southampton, who have been they're, they're a fancy team. I think a lot of people have said, you know, if they carry on the, the latter half of last season's form, they should be in the top half this year comfortably. Um, and I think most people had them as winners here, or at the very least, getting a draw. But uh, Palace won. Palace probably could have won by more. I know quite they made a few saves from uh, Adams and Ings and the gang in the second half, but I think mm-hmm. Palace would have been hard done by really. Yeah. I say, they just, uh, oh, sorry. Like I said, they just defend it so so well as like a team, mm-hmm. um, but have that punch on the counter as well, which sometimes you forget about. But when Zaha's on form like that, he's he's uh, very hard to defend. Yeah, he had a goal disallowed, didn't he, for uh, the slightest of offsides. We did, but I was going to ask you, what did you make of what I think is the worst red card ever given in, uh, in yeah, real time? I, I was just coming up to this. It, it wasn't a red card, was it? But we've, to be fair, we've seen a couple of those given um, last season. Um, and yeah, this oh. one was rescinded. And is, isn't this the second red card that's been rescinded? And both of them have now been in Palace games. Uh, that sounds feasible, I- can't remember the other one, but I'm yeah, sure there well. was one last season in like an FA Cup game or something. That's the thing. The way the FC last season went, I can't remember most of it. <laughs> uh, it did last forever. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm, I'm um, sure. I'm sure it was in. A, I'm sure it was a, a Palace game where um, a, a red card was overturned previously. You might be right, but in this one, I mean, to me, it's barely even a yellow card. Like, yeah, he <laughs> didn't even look happy being given the yellow, did it? It was bizarre. Um, I mean, thank God for the monitors and. In, for Kyle Walker-Peters because otherwise he would have been uh, sitting having an early bath and three games off for very little. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, very little else in this game. Um, was Roy Hodgson even in the stadium? I suppose he's. He was. I suppose yeah, he yeah. was, but he's not supposed to be. Is he? He's supposed to be yeah, like, tucked up at home, uh, <laughs> basically. But yeah, I, I, Palace, who I didn't expect much from this season, and Southampton, who, with the way Danny Ings was informed last season, people were expecting a lot of. But again, no new, no real new signings. I don't think Palace have really made any new signings. And although Carl Walker Peters is technically a new signing uh, yeah. for, for Southampton, he was there for the latter half of last season. He was. I mean, uh, Palace was saying Eze, who came on for ten minutes or so, but uh, I didn't notice him on the highlights, and I didn't watch the game live. So I didn't even know. I didn't even notice he came on. Like, I'm, this is I'm, saying, I'm, that... I'm pretty sure I heard Glenn Johnson say he was coming on, but uh, <laughs> this that, is a player just... hotly tipped, isn't it? Apparently, he's going to set the Premier League on fire. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I've heard we'll that see. from players from KPR before. <laughs> I mean, it'll be hard to set the Premier League on fire playing for Crystal Palace. Yeah. Let's leave it at that because yeah. they, they don't exactly throw huge numbers forward, do they? So <laughs> if he can do it by himself, then good fair play. To uh, so uh, 5.30 saw the champions take on the EFL champions as newly promoted Leeds uh, visited Anfield. Uh, in what possibly one of the weirdest games of football I've watched in years. Um, Liverpool came out four free winners thanks to a Mo Salah hat trick. Um, yeah, I don't absolutely. even know where to start, Dave. Uh, what a, what a game! I mean, just let these two play every week, as far as I'm concerned. I thought oh, it was fascinating oh, from like a. I don't want to enjoy as, watching Leeds play, Dave. I know, I know, but like as, as a football nerd, you must have enjoyed the kind of two contrasting styles. <laughs> it was a, it was a really good game. As much yeah. as I, I hate watching Liverpool as well. Um, yeah, the penalty should never have been a penalty. The first one under the, oh, new, the rule, under the new rule, it's not handball. Was, if it deflects. I was surprised it was given, um, mm-hmm. just because it's the type of thing that was such a fairly hard hit shot, and as you say, deflected. So, yeah. um, I was surprised it was given. To be quite honest with you, but yeah. on the other hand, it was going in the bottom corner if he if he hadn't blocked it. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that last season it was it was handball, but they changed the rule that if it takes a deflection off another body part, it's not handball. Mm. I think he was still quite a way away from the ball. That's probably the only thing that's it's, it's cost him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I can, I can see both sides of that, to be honest. But I, I think any shot that's going in and gets blocked by a handball, I think you're a bit pissed off as the, as the attacker team. You don't get yeah. something for that, don't you? Um, but, I mean, Salah was the difference here. I know it's easy to say he scored two pens, but even if he hadn't scored the pens, he was the best player on the pitch by... A distance for me. He looked interested, didn't he? And he looked. He did. He, he looked, looked like he wasn't playing his own game, which he does yeah. a lot. He definitely looked interested. It was the first time in a while where I thought he was he was dragging the others along rather than the others kind of making him look good with yeah. you know laying, laying goals in a plate from. Because um, I thought Firmino was was really off the pace, uh, and Mane had one. He has been one for a while though, Firmino, hasn't he? Yeah, and Mane had one of the more quieter games. Um, mm-hmm. Virgil Van th- Dijk proving that he's human after all. I think I scoring think, at one end and then. Uh, well, I think Carragher got this right on, on commentary where he just said it was it was a bit arrogant um, that the mistake for the goal like if he was playing Liverpool against... arrogant no Dave uh-huh. Dave Dave no come well, on if they were playing against one of the sort of fancied big teams there's no way to try to flick that out to Robertson instead of you know no, dealing he, with it he hoops it every time doesn't he yeah I, I just it, I think he just thought oh, promoted team bollocks Patrick, to it, but... ba- Patrick Bamford mate. To be fair, I'd have put a few step-overs. Well, I know, you'd fancy chances, wouldn't you? I was surprised he finished it, to be honest. He had still quite a bit to do, but uh, he did it. Yeah, good finish. Um, he's, he's second Premier League goal. I'm God, sure he's played really... more than a full season in the Premier League. I was going to say, he was a middle for, wasn't he? For yeah, at yeah. least... Craigie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, I was impressed with Harrison on for Leeds on the left. Obviously, yeah. he took his goal very well. Yeah, uh, football, football from uh, the rat face motherfucker who played for England the other day. Yeah, I thought. Um, and he said Kevin Phillips, Calvin, yeah. wasn't it? Well, same difference. Yeah. Um, and uh, I thought they made Trent Alexander look like the average defender that he is. Yeah. And I've said that before, but mm-hmm. it gets overlooked because he's obviously a you know, provides 20 goals a season um, in assists. But if you attack him, he, he, he cannot defend. Like, yeah, he, 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 he was he was forced forced back in this game, wasn't he? It, yeah. It, it was a good plan because, yeah, he is, he is the weak link in, in, in that team, really, when he's I mean, in his own he, third. He wasn't on at all game anyway, but, I mean, did you see when he had in his own net? For, for yeah, the yeah. Offset? I mean, what's that about? Like, yeah, but, then, but then he made it look like he knew. It was yeah. like he knew knew it was going to be disallowed. He's like, yeah, yeah, I knew that, I knew that. Like, but the no, odd thing is, I mean, I, I just I just didn't understand. It's like he it was lucky that you know it wasn't one of those offsides that looked a mile offside and turned out to be onside. But but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously Leeds look the better of the three promoted teams. Of course, I would say, really. Um, but well, their, their bit... defense was very similar to Fulham's, especially for Virgil mm-hmm. Van Dijk's goal. They literally just stood still while he headed well, home in the same that was, way that Fulham's defence did for Gabriel. That was uh, bizarre, but um, are they missing a centre back? Oh, I mean, obviously that Ben White hasn't rejoined, but I, I was going to ask Ross this before he got otherwise engaged tonight. But I think was it obviously they played Cock, who was making his yeah. debut, um, and again coming to a new league, playing centre half in a, in a system like that might take a bit and get used and then to. And their captain a centre back is that Liam Cooper? Summer daft like that. I don't Did know. He... I, I couldn't name a Leeds player from the last 10 years, really. <laughs> Apart from Bamford, because I see people going on about how terrible he is. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I have a, I have a feeling that unless they can sort out the defence a little bit, there might be one of these who, you know, are very nice to watch but fundamentally lose 4-3 every week. Are we comparing them to Norwich, Dave? Well, I think I think they're better than that. Was, wasn't uh, Norwich Liverpool a very similar affair on the first day of last season? Well, actually, yeah, I do think that it was quite similar. Except Leeds took their chances, whereas Norwich missed mm-hmm. four or five chances from memory um, on the opening day last season. So, again, it's a, it's a one-game sample. Um, you know, we can't read that much into it, but uh, they will have to be a bit smarter at the back because um, they cannot expect to outscore that many teams. I wouldn't have thought. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I was gonna, I, I was hesitant to say that Leeds will cause a lot of teams problems this season, but I'm pretty sure this, well, not this time last year, cause, uh, but the start of last season, I said that Norwich would cause teams problems last season with their attacking football, and they literally well, just got well, swept away week after I mean, week. Well, they did for a little bit, um, but it just fell apart. But, mm. you know, the beat us. So, you know... Uh, but Leeds, as you say, they're different. I think everyone... I kind of get a bit sick of hearing about Bielsa. Um, but he obviously has a bit about him. He has his God, own the style. F- the fucking um, love affair with that man. Like, well, Sky, I, Sky were creaming themselves the minute Leeds came up. And then know, the minute but, it came out, Leeds-Liverpool. I've, I've never <laughs> known two clubs get so much media coverage. Like, Sky are banging out documentaries about Leeds and Bielsa and all that. Like... And I'm just like, I just don't see Well, it. I know you don't like them, but I just feel like they've served their time. They've done, what was it, 18 years or something? Yeah. Uh, less than 18 years, whatever it is, 16 years in, outside the Premier League. Um, and as much as you might not like a club, 
you can't argue Leeds is one of the biggest clubs in the country. Oh, no, yeah, and they should, have, should you know, be a Premier League club. You know, they've they, they've got a de- they, you know they've got a decent pedigree and stuff like. That. The one thing that has mainly driven me wild uh, about Leeds this 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 since they got promoted is, and I don't know how you feel about this, Dave, being a fan of a, 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 a without being horrible at times a struggling Premier League team. Oh yeah, yeah. Leeds Leeds have come up. And there's this kind of swagger from some of their fans and stuff like that that we're back where we belong, right? That's it. As if they've just gone straight back into the Champions League, like it's their yeah. rightful place. Like this well, whole thing with Ben White and Brighton saying, "Well, look, we're not going to sell to a rival." Leeds fans got really snotty about that. If anything, Brighton are an established Premier League club. You fuckers have just been promoted. Yeah. Well, the only thing I'd compare it to is Sheffield United, and last season. Sheffield United came up and, everyone, and they all said, all the Sheffield United fans said, we will not be relegated, we'll be absolutely fine, just sit back and watch us. And we all went, that way, man. <laughs> well, you'll, get, yeah. you'll, be, you'll be relegated by Christmas. And sure enough, they finished, what, eighth, seventh, whatever it was mm. in the end. Um, I just have a feeling, clubs kind of have a good idea of where they are as a club. Um, and I think if a, if a team's that confident, they've, they've probably got a good reasoning. Um, they watch them every week, they, they'll probably know better than us. Um, so I'm just... Kind of, I say, I'm just interested to see how it goes. I'm, I'm, mm. I, I don't think they'll go down just because I say they're, they're no, fairly they confident. They probably won't. You know, they, they, you know, they, they've got they've got some some decent players in there. You know, I don't think they I don't know enough about a lot of their signings, and I don't think Rodrigo is a record signing. Um, you know, nine goals a season. You know, but he, he's not he's not a striker though, is he? So if I hope they haven't bought him, and hopefully Bielsa is smart enough to have not bought him as he's a striker. He's got a history of buying players and easing them in because obviously his system is quite hard to learn. Um, and Isn't again, just lot... run. Isn't but, that their yeah, system? Yeah, but you know, if he's not used to it, he's going to have to do a lot of running first. <laughs> um, so I think it might take him a little while to get up to up to speed anyway. But yeah. what do you think about the penalty that won it? Um, pen for you, or was it a dodgy kind of pen? Look, nah, it did look like one. To be fair, it, it, well, I mean, firstly, I don't know why he's making that tackle because if Fabinho was taking it on his left foot, I mean, just let him have it. Like, mm. What's the what's the worry? Um, obviously, Fabinho was going to look to go down as soon as that leg was dangled, um, and I think I'd have done the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So naivety from the striker, but there you go. So I listened to the uh, Premier League prediction show that you you were on. Um, mm. I don't think anyone said that Liverpool were going to win the league this season. Uh, no. Oh, did Ali? Oh, Ali, enough, I, no, I don't, Ali, I think, Ali wasn't oh, on, was he? Maybe James did. I don't know. No, J- James said Chelsea. I did. Uh, James mm. said a lot of things I didn't agree with. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I don't think any. I think a lot of people said that Liverpool would be in the top two. Um, I think it was a general consensus that we'd be Man City, Liverpool in the top two. Um, anything you saw from Liverpool in this game to nail that on? Uh, I still don't think they'll win it. Um, it's obviously easy to say that I haven't watched them struggle a bit in newly promoted side. Um, I just think they've lost a bit of their intensity, haven't won the league, and it's mm-hmm. such a huge weight lifted off their shoulders. Um, and I know I'm not expecting a, a monumental collapse or anything, but uh, I don't think they will win the league. I don't, I don't think they'll edge some of the big games they edged last year, like when... You know, they, they beat Spurs and 1-0 down. They kind of had a bit of a, a clutch moment there in 1-2-1 and the battered Man City in the first half an hour of that game. I just don't... I don't I, from the two games I've seen them play now this season, 
I do want to see the same level of intensity. Well, they didn't even um, finish last season that well after the well, title was won, did they? You well, know, well, they lost to us for God's sake. Well, um, this is it. And I know well. technically to last season, but it, again, it wasn't that long ago. No, and I, I think that's something that happens with clubs where they get in a bit of a slump, and it, it's quite hard to get out of it. To say with clubs that get relegated, and obviously it's the total opposite of that. But clubs that get relegated and have had a stinker look at the Huddersfield and you know other teams from the past who've gone down. Um, it's taken a bit of time to to get out that kind of losing mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't for one second say Liverpool have got a losing mentality, but they've kind of been comfortable for so long. They haven't had to play any sort of intensity since realistically March. I know that they, they came back after lockdown, but oh, yeah. the, the league was won in what game two, game three. Like it was, it was pretty much done and dusted for a long time. So yeah. uh, the, uh, I think they're still going to be a very good team. I think they'll still be up there, but uh, I, I don't think they'll win the league this year. Yeah, they they do need to shake it off, don't they? Yeah, I agree. They they don't look as intensive as they have done. But again, I I would argue there were times last season when even last season they didn't look. Into that intensive compared to the season before, um, but yeah, this season they 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 do look a bit slow. And say so it's early days. Um, it doesn't sound like they're going to make too many signings. They've signed some uh, Greek left back, haven't they? Um, yeah, and I saw the cover for for Robertson. They've just agreed a deal for a young Brazilian goalkeeper. Um, okay. I don't know if he's for now or for later, but either way, if that's the Thiago rumours won't go away. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. he would he would improve them. But they lose um, Wijnaldum in in the process, though, don't they? By the sounds of it. Yeah, but I don't I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, Wijnaldum. I, I like Wijnaldum. I think he holds a lot of that midfield together at times. I think he's a good player, but I I think Thiago's better. And I think if you're given the chance to sign Thiago and move, and if that means you have to lose Wijnaldum, yeah, maybe. Uh, then it's not the end of the world. Mm. Yeah, he's a, he's a fair but replacement. I, I, well, I, 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 how I similar are they though? Well, they're not. I think when Alan's having to do a job of someone like a Thiago, when really he wants to be playing like he does for Holland as almost a, an attacking midfielder kind of thing. He's a, he's just a good footballer who's able to do the job. But um, I don't think it's his best position by any means. Uh, Leeds, are we agreeing on the first day of the season that they're, they're going to be the best of the promoted sides? Um, well, from what I've seen so far, yes. But they're the best I'm equipped, either. aren't they, easily? And stuff like that. You know, they've they've got the you know Jack Harrison looks a great player. Um, you know, man, he, I don't think he's ever going to get into Man City's team. Is he still on loan? Yeah, he's still on loan. They, they, I'm sure uh, they renewed his loan for another season. Uh, I say Leeds have signed quite a few players, none of which I'd ever heard of, um, apart from no, like, Rodrigo true. and and, and Cock. Strangely. Um, well, I mean, it's written all over the toilet walls that you heard of Cock, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I want it, I want it now. There probably will be a cock joke every week, so just yeah, brace probably. yourself. Up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think it'll be an interesting season, and I don't want Leeds to go down. They are one of the, you know, when you think of when I think of my youth, anyway, they are one of the. Oh, it wasn't the Premier League then, but they are one of the Division One teams and stuff like that. But I just some some of the arrogance I've seen on social media. As it was as if like Peter Reesdale had just walked back into the into the boardroom and, and Rio Ferdinand was coming back. Like it was just like come on, you you've just been promoted. Be a bit humble. You've you've had a shit time, you're starting again. Don't come here like banging on teams who you know, who've been in the Premier League for a couple of years now. You know, don't get me wrong, they they are probably a better club than Brighton, but Brighton have yeah. got two years in the Premier League over them. Well the thing at, is that at the moment Bright Brighton are kinda of like a year further down the line, aren't they? Because Potter yeah. plays kind of a similar 
type of system um, mm-hmm. in that he has his own ideas and he's bought players to fit that system in the same way that I assume Bielsa's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anything, you know, Brighton are kind of a year further on than what Leeds want to be. Um, there's no reason why both can't get where they want to go because I think we can all agree it's the type of football we'd, we'd rather watch um, than some of those who've gone before. Yeah, as long as Sheffield United get relegated this season, all will be well. Um, on to the Saturday night game, Dave. I still can't get used to Saturday night football. Um, a good Saturday night for you, though. Uh, Newcastle United uh, travelling to the London Stadium uh, to play what is quite possibly going to be everybody's whipping boy this season. Uh, <laughs> West Ham, it, the new look, Newcastle United. Talk us yeah. through it. I think this is probably the most optimistic I've been about a Newcastle team for a couple of years now. Um, I, I think you've had one of the best transfer windows. Oh, it's probably our best transfer window ever. <laughs> um We've signed, well, this week alone, we've signed three Premier League quality players. Um, and it's the first time in a long time where we've signed players where, where they're like pretty much my first choice in terms of reality of who we could have signed. Um, and normally I sit here and, you know, the likes of Brighton have signed a player and I go, why why, why haven't we signed him? Or why weren't we even in for him? What um, Brighton player would you want? Well, they were maybe not a, bad, not a good example, but, you know, <laughs> someone like a Maupier who they signed last year, we okay, were desperate yeah, for yeah, yeah. Desperate for a striker, and we went to Germany and got nine goal a season in the Bundesliga. Joel Linton, and it's like I'd rather take a chance on a twenty goal a season championship striker. That's kind of where <laughs> we are as, as a club. Um, but I, I really rate Callum Wilson. Um, yeah. I, I'm delighted with him getting getting in. Um, Jamal Lewis, I'm again amazed he's come to us. I would have I'm thought amazed that, that no one else was in for. Like, Liverpool went through I mean. him early doors, didn't they? And then yeah. pulled out because they wanted two million more. Well, I think he, for him to go and play second fiddle to Andy Robertson might have been good for a long term, but short term. I think it would have been a terrible move. I think come he, to you guys he'd have, done a, move. he'd have done a lot of bench warming. But uh, for us, he'll play every week and he'd be, you know, should be loved because he, he, he looks the part. Uh, and then obviously Fraser, who won't play for a while because he hasn't played since March. He's going to take a bit of getting used to. But um, again, really rare around Fraser. Um, and for nothing as well. It's mm-hmm. it's it's win win. Yeah. And then you come on to Jeff Hendrick, who was probably my least favourite of the four signings. But yeah, I saw a lot um, of Newcastle uh, fans giving him a bit of jip, but Milan were after him. Well, Manchester United yeah. were apparently linked with him. But the, the thing is with, with Jeff Hendrick, I didn't really know where he would fit in, and I still don't, to be quite honest with you, because he hasn't played centre midfield for a lot of years. Um, he's been playing on the wing for Burnley or in kind of a number ten behind the striker role kind of thing. So I couldn't see him coming in to play like alongside John Joe Shelby in the middle of the park. We've got a lot of players who want to play number 10. Almiron, Sean Longstaff, arguably St. Maximin. Um, I couldn't really see him fitting in there. And he played on the right last night. And he's, what I was surprised by was, one, he's actually quite tricky. I didn't have him down as yeah. being a, like a he winger. He was great when he was at Derby. Yeah, well, this is it. It's going back quite a while, isn't it? But I'd forgotten how useful he is. And I think it can kind of happen at Burnley because... Obviously, they play in a certain way, um, which and thankfully we don't. Watches the ball go over his head. Yeah, exactly. But what I do like about him is that he's he's a bit like Kevin Nolan was, and he's very alive to things in the box, um, which is what happened for Wilson's goal last night. It was, you know, deflected cross up in the air, and it's Hendrick who reacts first, knocks about a cross goal. And that's an easy tap in. And when you've got a striker like Wilson who is alive to things in the box, which again, Joe Linton just wasn't. It wasn't in his in his makeup to be kind of a fox in the box type. Um, someone like even like Dwight Gale after lockdown got some like four and eight, mm-hmm. and that's quite possible with the with the midfield we've got because they they do cause havoc. 
Um, so having someone who's who's capable of scoring goals in there is, is going to huge, make a big difference to us. Okay. We, we were just very organised. It was it was unusual. I liked it. Good to hear, Dave. I know, optimistic Dave. He's been around for like six days now since since Monday when Wilson signed. Um, we'll see how long he how long he sticks around for. But I've kind of had enough of being grumpy and downbeat about who owns the club and who you know who might own the club, who won't own the club. Like, mm. it if it happens, it happens. And at the minute, there's enough to be miserable out in the world without worrying about that kind of thing. So. I'm just going to enjoy it for what it is. Excellent. At one point, we, we we were talking about Callum Wilson and where he might end up on like a weekly basis. Yeah, I'm sure we mentioned like in in a great world, him going to Newcastle would be a good fit. Well, I, I think I probably said that I'd love him to sign for us because he he is a striker I really like. Um, I know he's kind of fallen off a bit at Bournemouth, but Bournemouth the club fell off a bit, so it's mm-hmm. not that surprising. Um, and I think it's going to make a big difference to him having the likes of Shelby supplying him rather than Jefferson Lerma. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Shelby was excellent last night in a kind of understated way and that he just kept us, kept us going, kept ticking us over, getting the ball out wide, getting the ball to players who can make a make a you know a run to full back and that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. um, there's a lot to be positive about at us at the minute. Um, and we've got Brighton at home next week. Um, and obviously we'll see Brighton for the first time tomorrow but it's a great chance to have two wins from two on the board. Yeah. Four four two, as well. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't delighted with that, but uh, it worked. Um, and I thought Carroll had his best game for us since coming back. Um, and it, he made the point himself before the game that he hasn't had a pre-season for four years because he's always been injured. Yeah. Um, and he actually has played all the pre-season games this time around, and he looks better for it. Um, he looks healthy again, which normally he comes on for 10, 20 minutes and he's kind of dragging himself around, but he uh, he looked he looked on it last night. Mm-hmm. Do you think the maybe playing a 4-4-2 with Wilson could benefit Joe Linton? Uh, it could do, yeah. Because um, he tends to come quite deep for the ball, doesn't he? Which I think at times has cost him because he can't get, then get back into that number nine position. Yeah, well, I think he's he's a player who will either play or should really play from the left or from like off a striker. I don't mm-hmm. think I've, I've not seen anything of him to say he's a poacher or you know he should be your go to for for goals. Um, but he came on last night and looked quite quite lively as well. To be quite honest with you, so um, we'll always give him a chance. Um, I he's think got, he's like he, forty five million pounds well, for a striker. I mean, we need to realise you're not going to recoup that anytime soon. So. Um, you may as well stick it out with him um, and see what happens. I hope he plays in the cup game on Tuesday and gets a goal, and it'll be great. But uh, let's just take one game at a time and get minutes and players' legs because, as we said before, there's, there's a lot of football to be played, and we need we're going to need a lot of the squad during September in particular because our cup draw is quite nice. So we've got Blackburn at home, which is tricky but winnable. And if we win that, it's something like Oldham or Morecambe, which again. That's a great tie to be looking to looking at as a Premier League club. You want to be playing that kind of mm-hmm. that kind of level of team. Um, so again, I'm only positive tonight um, about Newcastle, and uh, let's see how long it lasts. Yeah, definitely. Uh, West Ham, on the other hand, oh, dear uh, it's not going well there, is it? Uh, I think David yeah. Moyes' favourite to be the first manager sacked this season um, for obvious reasons. Um, mm-hmm. 
sold one of their brightest prospects. Their captain was unhappy with the decision. Uh, their social media team have still been tweeting out how excited they are to see said prospect playing for West Ham next season, despite him signing for West Brom a week before. <laughs> um, yeah, no new signings, although technically they signed uh, Suchek on a permanent transfer after having one loan last season. Uh, he Didn't he get knocked out within 20 seconds? Yesterday, oh, you got Andy Carroll in the first. Andy leg, Carroll, but, yeah, with his, his uh, elbows that don't count. Um, yeah, I know. I couldn't believe it. He, was, he didn't get away. He, he didn't get booked. Him and Noble between them could have had a couple, a couple of cars like. But uh, well, firstly, I mean, Sochek's a very good sign, and I like him. But um, I suppose that's the only thing you would take the gloss off Newcastle's win is that it fundamentally came against David Moyes' West Ham. Um, possibly the new us in terms of everyone is unhappy. Including the captain on social media, Mr. West Ham, Mark Noble, who was dreadful last night. He he has he passed it, but I get the impression that Moyes will play him forever because he's Mr. West Ham and he hasn't got a spine to you know take him out and play somebody better. Yeah, it's um, really strange there, isn't it, West Ham? You know they've got some great players in in that team. And well, I was just like last night, like Philippe Anderson came on for five minutes. And I was like, mm-hmm. how can he not get in this team? Yeah, it, I just it, it, it's, I just it's don't right. I just don't get it. And obviously, they've got forty million striker in Haller sat on the bench, and Antonio, who can be brilliant, but I, I, he's not a forward. I know he, he scored a number of goals at the back end last season, but yeah, he's makeshift, isn't he? He, he is makeshift, and he could probably do with a partner of some sort up there with him because it, it's I feel for the lad because it it's like they go, well, you know what, you're strong, so just fight them both all game on your own, and he just he's just. You know, plough that low and furrow, but um, with no service, it's just not going to happen for him. Um, Bowen's decent, but um, fairly unproven at the, at the Premier League level. Mm-hmm. I think I think he's got some potential, a lot of potential, but it's a it's a very difficult team to be playing in at the minute. Yeah, definitely. It will be very interesting to see the fortunes of both clubs. Uh, on to Sunday's game then. Now, a team I forgot even got promoted last season. Yeah. Uh, despite one of their players living two doors down from me. Um, West Brom hosted Leicester uh, in the afternoon game today. And Leicester came away 3-0 winners thanks to two Jamie Vardy penalties. And a debut goal from right back signed as a left back, uh, Castagna. Yeah, I'll be honest. I've not seen any of this game I was out this afternoon, but... Um... Obviously, Vardy scores two pens, and mm-hmm. Leicester did what was required. I think yeah. it's probably fair to say. Yeah, I, don't, I, saw, I don't. I saw bits. Le- Leicester could have made this a lot more comfortable. To be fair, Albion started yeah. brightly. They had a decent twenty minutes or so. Didn't really produce any chances in that time, but they, they you know, they played the ball around well. Um, Harvey Barnes just missed multiple chances early doors. Well, it doesn't really surprise us. He's he's busy, Harvey Barnes, but mm. he, he's not like a natural goal scorer, is he? But uh, he's he's decent enough. Um, what do you make of Leicester in general? Because obviously they, they had a very good start last season, and, and they had a terribly. very a very very bad finish. And we're talking about clubs who get into a slump. Um, Leicester could be one of those clubs. Yeah, um, I don't think they played overly well in this game. As I say, they could have made it a lot more comfortably. West West Brom were basically there for the take, take in. Um, we said about Fulham playing the same team that basically brought them up uh, last season. Looking at this West Brom team, it gen it looks like a Championship team. Yeah, I think they had Sam Johnson in goal. Oh yes, yeah. Who Man United 
was at Villa for a bit. I think it's the same Sam Johnston. Uh, yeah, this this it, it generally I, I I had completely forgot that West Brom had been promoted. Um, I know they've lost a couple of young players um, recently, but yeah, there, there was very I didn't I didn't see anything from them. Uh, Remain Sawyer was probably their best player, who was playing for Warsaw not that long ago. Uh, it's obviously did very well at Brentford, um, but we've playing a deeper role today. Um, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. We left that. You know, they sold Ben Chilwell, which technically I don't think is any big loss because he was so up and down last season. Uh, but Castagna, who they've replaced him with, he's a Belgian international, apparently. Yeah, uh, I was. But he's um, also a right back. Is he, I mean, is he? Do you play right back or do you play left back? He, he plays left back. He's been signed as a left back. But uh, uh, did they sign him from Atalanta? Is that Alan? They signed him I want to say Bologna, I think, wasn't it? Whoever they signed him from, he hasn't played left back. He's been playing right back for ages. I see. So okay. a few people were like, well, "Why are you signing a right back? Like you, you, you know, because uh, they've got that Jamel Johnson or what his name is, um, J- James I, Justin. Is it James Justin? J- 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 Justin James? No, I think it's James Justin. Let's stay with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> but, but but apparently Brandon Rogers was like, no, no, he's, he's a left back. He, he started his career as a left back, and he, he can play um, like a left back. Uh, I, I'm guessing it's kind of like um, Aspicaleta. Um, I can, why can't I say his name? Uh, he he started as a right back, went to Chelsea, played left back, and he's now a centre back. Um, you know, but he scored a headed goal today, that, and he looked like a centre back when he scored it. But yeah, West Brom were very poor. Leicester, I didn't see anything from, but there's still a few players missing. I think Madison, uh, I don't think he started. He came on for he, last yeah, he fifteen, I think. I yeah. definitely saw him at the end. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he was injured towards the end of the season, wasn't he? And obviously a bit rusty. Vardy, Vardy didn't really do much to start with. Then he had a chance that was well saved, and then yeah, scored two penalties mm. basically. Um, that's, a, that's about it. Harvey Barnes just ran around and didn't pass the ball a lot. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I was kind of worried for... Not worried, that's probably the wrong word, but Leicester had no centre-back, I think. And Didi played centre-back today. Yeah, and I just, yeah, I just thought... They could have done with him in midfield, to be fair. You know, you know, West Brom could really get them under pressure here. Um, but it's Bilic. He kind of... He's a weird manager, isn't he? Like He, he, he makes his clubs play... Nice football, but unsuccessful football. That's not too harsh to say. Like it's, mm. the, the probably there'll probably quite a few games that finish like three two. I imagine where they, you know they, they get a couple of goals, but they, they they've never been sound defensively. Um, um, expecting West Brom to go down unless they make some big signings. Yeah, but you well, that's fair. To be fair, from I don't know if it's the same now because I don't know if they've got the same owners. But West Brom's business model used to be: we'll go up, we'll get relegated. We'll go up. We'll get relegated. It was not good enough for the Premier League. Too good for the Championship because the the, the financial implications of that are brilliant. Because you oh, don't yeah. spend any money on players, you get millions for being promoted, and then you get parachute payments when you get relegated. Yeah, it's worth a try, isn't it? So yeah, I mean, uh, Je- Jeffrey Peace or whatever his name was. I remember I had a conversation with somebody when I used to work in casinos. We used to get a few like football people in. And I remember there was a conversation going on where they were talking that West Brom's business model was that they would go up, not heavily invest, uh, and then they were happy getting relegated. And then they also, if you ever notice, when, I'm sure I've said this on the show before, whenever West Brom used to sell, when they had those players that they could sell for decent fees, they always used to loan them out for a season first. 
All right. So when like Lescott went back to Villa, uh, was it Lescott went from Villa from? No, I don't think Lescott played for Albion, did he? No, he no, played the, for, for he was Wolves. Wolves yeah, yeah. No, there was a, there was a few signings anywhere where West Brom might sold big players uh, to, to to other clubs, and if they were in the if if depending on where West Brom were in their finances, they loaned the player out first to spread the, spread the money mm. around, so their tax bill was lower. It's quite a good tactic, I suppose. There's That's nothing cr- illegal about it. The crafty buggers. <laughs> I know, yeah. I remember listening to this conversation thinking, why are you talking about that in public? That's, you know, that's, that's absolute madness. Um, but yeah, fair play to them. You know, they, you know, they've got a decent stadium. They don't spend big money on players. Uh, they've got quite a decent fan base. And I think the fan base are happy with them being in the Premier League. But if they were to get relegated, it wouldn't be the end of the world, if you know what I mean. Yeah. They're, they're quite happy just existing. Um which is probably well because yeah I don't see them pulling up any trees to be fair you know the the team that got the great escape uh, all those years ago um, had some <laughs> Premier League players in it I didn't see any anything Premier League in this and so I don't think Leicester were particularly good uh, that away kit of Leicester's is fucking disgusting um, and yeah so yeah even though it can't, even though it was a three 0 win for uh, for Leicester it was it was very flattering. Basically. Yeah, well, that's kind of the impression I got from what I've what I've read and seen about it. So we'll see. But as you say, West Brom, I agree with you. They don't have pretty much any Premier League quality players. Mm. Before we go into the final game, Dave, I've got a question for you. Mm. Have you been watching that new comedy series on Amazon? Oh, funnily enough, Chris, I was going to ask you about this. <laughs> I was I wasn't going to word it in such a humorous <laughs> manner, but that's why you're the host. Um, I actually have, and I've been really enjoying it. Um, Me too. Because... It's fucking horrible in here. Well, I really, I think it's really good. I think it's just because I like seeing what goes on, you know, day to day in a football club. Um, mm. But also, no, I now haven't when watched the... any of the others, I've not watched any of the other series. No, I've not. I've not seen. I've not seen Man City or Sunderland's versions of the, of this, but uh, I um, I've really enjoyed the Spurs one. And um, what I was going to say was that having seen it, um, I was watching them today, thinking. How like what would go on in the dressing room and things, and you know I feel like I really know these these people now. Um, to be honest, they looked very, very, very unhappy with life. All every single one of them. Um, mm-hmm. And when I've never seen a team of their stature like care less about going to go by. You know they look like Dave. They look like a Jose Mourinho team. I know, but again, like Mourinho comes across as really quite likable in that. Uh... Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. Like in that documentary, right, I'm watching it, and the way he is with some of the players and some of the conversations he has and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm like, like... that with my with my team at work. <laughs> that's how I am. I, like, no. I, I have that kind of relationship. I try and be that sort of person. Like the way he asks about their family and stuff like that, and like when he, when they sign Bergwijn, he's like, oh, "Are your parents here to watch your debut?" and, and stuff like that. I'm like. You're actually yeah. quite nice. Like, like I've, I've, I've kind of come across the opinion now that he's not the problem here. Yeah. Um, which is unusual for a Mourinho team because normally I'll just assume he is the problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, you would but, think that because he does come across like he like he would be. Yeah, but from watching that, I just get the impression that it's like they've it's like they've crowbarred this successful manager in and said, right, you're going to win stuff with us, and they've got a load of players who just aren't used to that. Um, and I know they all have this potential that they might win stuff in their careers, but the vast majority of them haven't. And uh, it mm. just seems like it's like a square peg in a round hole, isn't it? Like yeah. it's just like he is 
all about winning and Spurs like well can't we just have a good time yeah. I have, I have never seen just... such uninspiring talks before they go out to play like Harry Kane is just slobbering oh. all over the floor like, they should put subtitles on when he speaks I have no fucking idea well, he what just, he's saying he just drops a few F words in yeah. it's like it's, 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 it's just like Hugo Lloris who probably you know you wouldn't think is a good captain really but he's far more vocal than, than, than Kane is and but it's, still probably, not, probably... it's still not that good, is it? Like, have you seen that no. video of Pogba from the World Cup that's been going well, around uh, yeah, exactly. in the last couple of days? Like, and he's yeah. not even their captain, is he? You know, no, that's no. what you expect to see in a dressing room. We're going to go out there and kill these bastards rather than Harry Kane guy. We're going to score some goals, lads. It's all very, very weird. But it's, it's real. I love it. Like, I'm, I'm going to be waiting for it to watch it in the morning as soon as it goes uh, live. Oh, so it's like it's, it's been uh, it's been my lunchtime at work. I was like, ah, oh, lunchtime. I'll put on another episode of All or Nothing, and it's it is good. Like uh, they should have just called it nothing, though, shouldn't they? Well, true. Yeah. Like to be honest, I put Son and my fantasy team based purely on this uh, on this documentary because I watched them going, this guy's like messy. Like, what a player. <laughs> I find um, this Cockney accent really weird. Yeah, it is weird. The whole there's a lot like my favourite bits obviously the Danny Rose getting rinsed bits where it's like Why why did Danny Rose get rinsed? What did he do wrong? Um, I it's don't not so much it. it's not so much that, it's just a bit where where he's sitting there with Daniel leaving, it's like so there's two clubs in here, uh, Newcastle and Bournemouth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Danny Rose's like, What about Milan? He's like Milan, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Milan Milan's not gonna happen. It's like oh right. <laughs> <laughs> New, Newcastle. Newcastle it isn't. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, with Danny Rose, I think he went from 0 to 100 far too quickly um, in terms of being like, he went into San Mourinho and was like, I want to play. And then pretty much before even Mourinho had given his reason, he's like, right then, I'm going to see Daniel. Yeah, like, as soon as he said I'm going to see oh, Daniel, right. I got that. But, like, <laughs> but then afterwards, he had the whole bit, didn't he, where like, they're playing a right-footed centre-back in my position. <coughs> well, what the fuck am I supposed to feel like? And don't get me wrong, Tatanga came in and did really well. Uh, in those games that he played, but you could see Danny Rose's point. He's an established international at this point, yeah. and he oh, can't absolutely. get in the team for some kid who was pulled out the out the youth team because they couldn't fill the dressing room. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I'd probably be in the same as Danny Rose. Like, and he, he, at least he had stats to back it up. He's like two clean sheets in eight, um, yeah. and I'm and I'm still not being played. It's yeah. like, well, I loved it when he was like, um, I, I, pl- I haven't played for four weeks. And you put me in against Liverpool. What, what the fuck do you expect me to do? <laughs> yeah, but again, I don't think Mourinho came out of the conversation that badly. I just thought no, Danny Rose, Danny Rose yeah. went in looking for a fight and and just got it, whichever which way he wanted it. Really, yeah, it it, it was mad. Uh, I do find it weird with all or nothing. We will come on to the next Spurs comedy, which was their performance against everything today <laughs> properly. Um, I do find it weird that they very quickly gloss over everything that happened pre-Mourinho. Yeah, I was you know, saying this. They, was, you know, I, they I, sacked I, their most successful manager <laughs> in years like, and literally it's done within the first 15 minutes of the first episode. Like, are we to believe that like, if Pochettino hadn't, if he stayed in for the whole season, what footage would they have had? Like, <laughs> yeah. was, it, was it just them going out every week and losing? It's like, surely they could have got some footage from this that would have been interesting. Did you see the bit where him and his assistant were talking about the house burning down? Yeah, and then when the film crew were going, oh, so you're saying the house is falling on itself? And he's like, oh no, we're talking about Tottenham. We're just talking like <laughs> they were asking you about Tottenham. It, it and does why make you weren't it, winning games. It really does make you wonder, like if the producers have said to them, like you know what, get a more entertaining manager in, or is this this documentary is going nowhere? And Danny Levy's gone. Well, I tell you what, I tell you who we'll get. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it was. Um, I think it's. It's weird because there could have been a lot more that you could have seen because it is very clear that after that Champions League final, 
Pochettino has obviously had a conversation with somebody before the season started and had checked out at that point. Yeah, I think so. Because he obviously wanted more players to build, you know, you build from failure, don't you? You know, they came within touching distance to the Champions League final. They could have won that game. Um, from what I remember, it seems a million years ago now. <laughs> uh, and then they they did absolutely nothing. And obviously, Pochett, you could, I think you could tell in the 10 minutes of Pochettino footage you get in that documentary... I don't. He didn't want to be there, but he wasn't. He wasn't going to quit because he was obviously going to rinse as much out of Daniel Levy as he possibly could. Yeah, I think um, he probably realised that that was as good as it was ever going to get for Tottenham, and they they weren't backed by Levy for obvious reasons mm. uh, the following season. Um, and, and obviously, Eriksson was out of contract, or and uh, Alderweireld was going to be out of contract, but Tonkin was out of contract. Uh, I think you probably thought uh, this is a nightmare, <laughs> and uh, as a result, didn't last much longer. Do you think Daniel Levy actually dresses like that when there are Amazon cameras around, Mister uh, Casual? No, I imagine he is usually, <laughs> usually always in like his full bow tie dress suit, yeah, um, and just takes the bow tie off depending on casual or smart casual. Um, mm. But of course, when the cameras yeah. are on, it's it's you know jumpers and jeans. Yeah, having meetings and lunch with the players in the canteen and stuff like that. Having important you know contract signing sessions in the canteen. I'm like, no, 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 he's not doing that. I've seen their fucking office building. He ain't sitting in the canteen with the players at the training ground. I was amazed how often they had Sky Sports News on in and around the every like, screen. The... I thought it was, uh? I thought it was some kind of contract. <laughs> <laughs> and every time you look up, it was showing highlights of Spurs games. Yeah, funny that. Yeah, it was uh, really, really strange. Um, but yeah, on to their latest comedy. Yeah, as you say, they were abysmal today. Uh, Everton put out their new look midfield. They were all signed in the space of the last six days. Yeah, they, were yeah. all ex- they were all excellent as yeah, well. Yeah, Decore <laughs> had had three games, three three days at the club, and was man of the match. <laughs> yeah, him and Alan were, um, or Alan, I suppose, give him some sort of continental accent. But yeah, they were. They look. They look like they'll be. Um, tough to, to break down and uh, Rodriguez like uh, I think there's some question marks over would he adapt to the Premier League but he's just exceptional to find that gap isn't he between the um, the defence and the midfield and he just did it over and over again mm. uh, I can tell you how bad Spurs were Dave I thought Jordan Pickford looked like a decent goalkeeper today <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he was very commanding in the last 15 yeah. minutes when Spurs were kind of lumping it in the box <laughs> he probably realised um, that they weren't going to challenge for the ball Ah, so he just—he wasn't just slapping it. Either. He was getting good punches yeah, on it. It was uh, everything. Yeah, I was made, um, made some decent saves. I was very impressed, but again, Everton are kind of—it was always going to be a very interesting first six or seven weeks for Everton because they've signed so many new players. They've got one of the best managers in the league, who's kind of gone under the radar because he's at Everton, but he's been backed quite heavily. They've signed good players. Um. It was going to be very interesting to see what would happen next and uh, if they continue in this vein, happy days for them. But uh, they didn't have much to beat today because I thought Spurs were very, very average. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it was again, from watching All or Nothing, when they signed Matt Doggerty, I was like, well, they'll play him really, really far forward down the right in the Oreo role, if you like. Yeah, yeah, the Oreo role, but like he can yeah. actually make a tackle. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, obviously, he can't play with them very often. But I think Gary Neville made the point on commentary as well that, like, 
it's all very well being an attacking fullback, but when you're playing as a winger, you're not really an attacking fullback, and it kind of loses the element of surprise. Yeah, like, you, you it, can't play that role in a four-four-two. No, and Richarlison was having a field day on the counter attack um, because obviously Doherty's thirty yards further <laughs> up the field than, yeah. uh, than you'd expect. So, um, if that's his idea, then uh, it's just not going to work. Um, yeah. And uh, it's an odd thing to go for, really, because it's not like. Spurs could have signed a normal right back. Like yeah. Matt, Matt Doherty has been excellent playing in a wing back formation. So either play wing backs or sign a proper right back. But it's an odd thing to. It's an odd. It's an odd hill to die on, isn't yeah, it? Like because then they got rid of Carl Walker Peters. Yeah, who is? He's quite highly uh, rated. Uh, yeah, I know we're talking. He didn't have a great game yesterday, but uh, I generally do rate him, and I think yeah. he. Has a lot of potential. You know, Tanganga, um, they've played Tanganga at left back. Try him at right back. He's actually <laughs> right footed. Yeah, well, there's many things they could have done, but instead they spent what is, to be fair, a decent price on Matt Doherty. Hmm. Um, but uh, I'm just, I'm just confused by what Spurs are trying to achieve. Um, I'm not surprised Harry Kane didn't score today because having watched him play for England, he's so far off the pace because he went to Bermuda during a lockdown and, funnily enough, couldn't train for ten days. And lo and behold, he's off the pace. So, if that, if that had been Paul Pogba in that situation, he would have been rinsed. And I'm surprised Harry Kane hasn't had more bother for it. He's untouchable in Harry Kane, apart from when he's well, playing for England, obviously he isn't. Although I do feel a bit sorry for him when he's playing for England, considering the service he has to put, well, the lack of service he has to put up with. Um, but yeah, no, it's really, really strange. Like, did you see the, the when Son broke through and played the ball to Ali when Kane was in a much better position as well? Yeah, it was an odd choice, wasn't it? I think, like, what's going I, think on? I think to be fair, Son thought that Kane was going to take the defender away and he hadn't bargained on, I think it was DeCorey coming back in the space mm-hmm. he did. Um, otherwise, it was the right idea, but uh, again, it, it, it goes back to what I was saying, it doesn't seem like a very happy house at the minute at Tottenham. No. They, they don't seem... At one with each other. Um, great, in it. Well, when they play like that, they're so easy to defend against. Mm. They are making a signing, though, apparently, Dave. Yeah, Is it Troy Deeney? Apparently, they're signing Troy fucking Deeney. I mean, will, will, will that help? I can't, I can't say that for you. They're <laughs> Troy Deeney was linked with West Brom last week. And now he's yeah. potentially going to play for Spurs. It's um. I can't it's... imagine Jose Mourinho going. Do you know who we need? Troy fucking Dean. Well, they've been on about signing a striker forever because the Kane plays every single game. Dave, this is Troy Deeney. I know, I know. It's it's it's, it's crazy because if I'm Troy Deeney, and uh, I'm, I'm what 32, 33, you must be. He looks like he's about forty-five, but yeah, probably. Yeah, and I saw his interview last week where he, he compared himself to Joe Linton and someone else, Haller, I think. Saying they cost forty million each, and he's got he outscored them on one leg, right? Now ignore that a lot of his goals were pens. If he believed he still had some offer, and you're thirty-two, thirty-three, wouldn't you want to go somewhere where you're going to play every week? Yeah, if you're as good, you as, good as he thinks he is. On the bench at Spurs. And if he went to West Brom, I can understand that. That that's he's going to play every week. All right, they're not great, but that, neither is he. So that that would have made sense to go to Spurs and sit on the bench. Bizarre because it's got, it's got to be the big contract in it. I know, it, I know, it's Spurs, so he's not going to get a massive contract, but he's going to probably going to get a bigger contract. West oh, Brom, West Brom yeah. have got like a t- their wage structure is tiny. I know, um, but again, again, Troy Dean's another one who like he, he doesn't seem to me like the type who's about the money. Um, because yeah, he they, they he, say that the man, the man, <laughs> the man tried to sell the Black Lives Matter logo that he and his wife designed that the Premier League lose last season. 
Really? Yeah, apparently. I know. He, I, I know. Officially, he trademarked it to stop other people profiting from it. But I'm sure I read a story somewhere that they were selling gear on it, and it wasn't necessarily, or someone was selling gear linked to them or something. I don't know. But mm. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. Well, you've never liked him, but uh, I mean, if he goes to Tottenham, it's your dream, really. It's it you, is really. You, yeah. I'll have every chance <laughs> to hate him even more. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's like a, it, the, the Spurs are baffling. Like I say, I'm, in, I'm really enjoying all or nothing, and not just because it's them having a fucking terrible season. Um, but are you surprised, Zion, that like their ace in the whole here is to play Eric Dyer as a centre back? Like the man is a known liability. I mean, I don't rate him. I know, so, he, I know no, plenty of people do, but the thing I, is, I, I, I do rate Eric Dyer. Don't get me wrong; he's a massive lump and whatever. <laughs> the problem with Eric Dyer is. He he would be brilliant in the right system against the right sort of team. If you if he if he was at like um, a team that was mid table, set up to defend, basically Eric Dyer would run the fucking show. He's a he's a decent centre back. Um, he's very good at right back, and I like him as a defensive midfielder. The problem is they put him in as a central midfielder in a team that's apparently designed to go forward. Eric Dyer ain't going forwards. <laughs> well, now he plays in the back two with um, Alderweireld today, who was also rubbish. Mm-hmm. Um, Davinson Sanchez doesn't get in the team at the minute, which I think is a surprise because for me, he's kind of the future for them. He's, um, he's young enough. He's, he's pretty good already, but uh, he's only going to get better, I would have thought. Um, uh, it, it's just they're an odd club. Um, and I was... I had been fairly sure that Mourinho would would do what he always does and get it right eventually, given the time and the, and the money. But um, well, yeah, I'm struggling. Well, I know I'm really struggling to see it this time. Um, again, though, it's one it's one game, so we'll yeah. perhaps give them a chance. But so they still haven't replaced players. That they, so they they never replaced Carl Walker, and and isn't he on his way out of Man City? Seemingly, he's been there that long. They never bothered replacing him. Uh, they've bought Doherty, obviously, because they've looked at Sergio Aurier and thought, can we buy someone a bit like him who's less likely to make a, that stupid tackle in the box? Because, okay, Aurier is probably better f- for Spurs' system because he can get back because he's quite athletic. The problem mm. is when he does get back, all he does is swing a leg at somebody near the penalty yeah. area. I suppose if Doherty's not making that 30-yard run and getting back and making the tackle, he's not actually giving away a penalty. Um, you just well, hope that Lloris might make a save. Today, you just look knackered from having to run forever. Yeah. So, well, well I mean, there's, a, there's a lot to happen there, I think. But um, you'd think right. they'll be active one way or another in the closing weeks of the transfer market. I'd, I'd start uh, crowdfunding for the Amazon cameras to go back to uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium for another season because I think well, it's only going to get better. Well, in guarantee, it's going to make them money, then Levy will entertain the idea. So. <laughs> You, I wonder what that meeting was like. There, so they've obviously set this up right, and Amazon have come in, and, and like, surely Daniel Levy's like, why, why, why do you want to film us? Like, you've filmed all these successful like clubs uh, and teams and whatever, uh, and then they've obviously turned around and gone like, well, you know, Champions League final, you're on the verge of something really, really big here, and he's gone, yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. How much you paying me? Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll do this, and then he's just thought, oh yeah, we're on the verge of something really good here. I'm just not going to do anything. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't understand. Even as an Arsenal fan, I was a bit concerned when they made the Champions League final. I thought that's a real platform to, to build from. And they've just fucking shit the bed <laughs> in such spectacular style. And they still finished above us last season. Um, I, like, 
I like the idea that if they ever made a Newcastle version of that, it would be like Steve Bruce be doing every job because we have so 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 little staff. Yeah. And it's like yeah, he's kid uh, man. Yeah, like they were like interviewing like Lee Charnley, the managing director, in the background. Like Bruce would be like painting the walls of the training ground and stuff like that. Just be like, yeah, well, you know, that's what I do. <laughs> oh god, yeah, it'd be, oh, it'd be really funny to see Newcastle version actually. Um, but yeah, Everton. That that I, I always I was questioning the other week why they were signing so many midfielders because. Every transfer window, Everton seems to sign multiple <laughs> mid central midfielders, um, yeah. and and Tom Davis still got on the pitch today as well. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he came on behind this Rodriguez. He's what still the fair, fuck? He wasn't he's a still, friendly. No, he's still fairly young, and uh, he he could improve. But it was what like they what, what they what they bought is street ahead like of what they, they had. On the special kid out the crowd in a test <laughs> and take off Ames Rodriguez. And Tom Davis comes running on, like eager as you like. I'm just like, fucking hell, how are you still getting in this team? He's good at running about, from what I hear. But, uh... Yeah, great. Uh, and Michael Keane, who apparently has been linked with Barcelona. Oh, because Koeman likes him from uh, the Everton days. But then Everton gave him I a mean... five-year deal. Koeman's, uh needs to sort of work on his scouting network, doesn't he? He's <laughs> like, send Memphis to Pi this week. Like, one of the biggest clubs in the world. Did they sign him? Uh huh. I didn't know. I didn't know Depay had actually signed. I haven't. I've been. I've been uh, busy I, th- with I think they did. I, I might He's have dreamt Dutch He's bound to have gone to fucking Barcelona. Well, I mean, that's it. They pretty much had the Dutch team built around him. Um, oh wait, maybe maybe he didn't. Um, I mean, Wikipedia says he's still captain's Leon, so maybe he hasn't gone to uh, Barcelona yet. He's, he's bound to win it because the 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 Dutch fucking love Barcelona. And like, yeah, Kuman only really signs players he's managed before, doesn't he? Well, it seems that way, yes. Yeah, it, it is really, really strange. Uh, so that's it then. Uh, oh, also, it was Spurs, his first opening day loss in like five years. Uh, oh. Apparently, it was the first time in fucking ages that Everton had won on the opening day of the season. Um, <laughs> and it was Jose Mourinho's first ever Premier League loss on the opening day of the season. Oh, there you go. Tottenham Hotspur ruining records, everybody. It's great, isn't it? Um, games tomorrow, uh, Chelsea are going to unveil their new team tomorrow uh, against Brighton. Uh, quite a good start, I suppose, for them. How do you fancy Chelsea doing this season, Dave? Um, well, like I said last week, I think that they will do well, probably better than last season. And you know, But I think these players need time to bed in. Um, I'm not convinced Thiago Silva's the answer to that defence and really all they're going to do is score more, lots of goals which they scored anyway which is the defence Mustafi but, would have been an improvement to that defence well I mean maybe not improvement it's harsh but he's a 34 year old who's never played in the Premier League before and it's it's quite a a different league to what he's used to um, and he's he's obviously world class but yeah. um, he's not infa- infallible um, if you look at obviously he was in the defence was he in the defence with the 7-1 uh, I want to say he was he played oh. quite a lot of games, didn't he? Yeah. So I'm just saying he's not a guarantee to to improve that defence, and he's he's got a big job on because, as you say, he's not exactly got a lot to work with back there. And Chil Chil not going to improve them defensively because he doesn't defend. He well, just he's goes better forward. than a lot better than Alonso, though. Well, yes, that's true. Again, that's uh, thing. But I am really looking forward to seeing Havertz uh, and and Werner. Um, See, Werner, I like the look of. I don't think he's this 30-goal season striker that people are making him out to be. Um, I think he's a good player, and he's a very creative player. I don't. Think, he, he might prove me wrong, and I'd probably be happy to see him do it, because he's, he's, he's a quality player. I just don't think he's going to hit the ground running and start smashing in goals like 
like anybody's business because I, well, I don't think he's he's that, that sort of goal scorer. If you know what I mean. Well, exactly. And uh, I made this point again on the, the preview pod when James had them win the league. Um, Werner again will take a little bit of time to adapt. And mm-hmm. I think it was Ryan who made the point that uh, not Ryan it was none. Adam made the point that um, there's no guarantee he's going to play through the middle. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. I, I don't. I don't think he's your number nine, is he? I mean, they've got Abraham still, and uh, I, not, he's still there. It's not going to cast them aside. Um, I can still see them playing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how they, how they line up. I mean, they've actually got quite a few injuries for tomorrow. I think I was reading Zayash is out, and uh, obviously Havertz has barely trained with them yet mm-hmm. um, because of the international break. And... Um, they still seem to be expecting Mason Mount to play, so mm. how, how are we going to fit them all in? I don't know. That's but, what um, I'm interested to see, really. But it's going to be it is going to be fun. Um, they've got players who I think we all like. Um, mm. The the Bundesliga is generally drawing aside a haven of goals, so um, let's just see how how they get on. And uh, it'll be you know as a neutral again, probably not from your point of view, but from my point of view, if it's a three horse race rather than a two horse race, I'm fine with that. Mm. Um, but I, I doubt it this season, to be honest. How much better would they be when they finally sack Frank Lampard? <laughs> the, the honest answer is I I don't know because with Lampard, he had a bit of a free hit last season, mm-hmm. and uh, as I've said before, like, for me he, he he didn't do a bad job. He, he he kept them where they were. Got them in the top four, which is uh, well, you know, a, a lot of exactly. people didn't expect that. To be fair, yes, done all right. And I say I, I think Hazard had been carrying that team for a number of years. Uh, and to, to take him out of the equation and to plug that gap with the likes of Mount and Abraham and all these other young youngins who, who came in, um, I think he did fine. Um, I w- I'm curious how he does though with with his, you know players who are actually established internationals. Yeah, that's it. I say in the last two seasons, Chelsea have lost their two most creative players in uh, in uh, Willian now going uh, mm-hmm. and uh, what's his face Eden Hazard. Uh, and stuff like that so it'd be interesting I said Pulisic towards yep. the end of last season looked fantastic uh, so glad he injured himself in the FA Cup final uh, yeah it probably be but... a different story um, but yeah, yeah I think it, they've got the makings of a decent team uh, my, my thought in, on Thiago would be if he's been brought in with coaching in mind so maybe he wants to you know get you know do a bit of coaching or you know be involved in that way he could help organize that defense because Jody yep. Morris isn't going to and Frank <laughs> Lampard clearly doesn't have a clue about defending I think I think Adam said it on the podcast that Derby and Chelsea when he's been in charge have been the most counted teams uh in their divisions respectively and that Chelsea defense was shocking at the end of last season and yeah, he's not the person to do that. And yet, I don't think he's changed his coaching staff either. So if he's having to bring in an experienced player to shore that defence up, um, again going back to like how David Luiz at Arsenal, you know, he comes in and he, you know he does make a difference, even though he's a, a player. Uh, I suppose Thiago Silva could do that, you know, because on paper, Zuma, uh, Christensen, you know, decent decent defenders. They've got well, Tamori is apparently going to Everton now. You know, we were talking about him breaking into the England team. I think he did break into the England team at the beginning of the season. Well, I think he probably got on the squad, but um, I, I mean, with him, I, I think it was very apparent that he wasn't ready for the Premier League yet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they were raving, has, about, raving about him. Oh, I mean, he has, he has a lot. It's a lot of potential, but um, he, he, we're too quick to put these people in the 
in the full England squad. Um, yeah, yeah. I just don't think he was ready for it. Um, but that's just my opinion. I mean, I spent all week saying that Deli Ali should have been playing for England, considering how, how, how poor they were um, in Denmark. With, oh, you know, have, essentially, have you essentially three whole plays. Yeah, and I was going to say then Deli Ali turned up today and got subbed at half time because he was so poor. So. Um, yeah, egg on my face. <laughs> and, and Southgate will not let him get away with being shit in training, like Mourinho did. You know, when Mourinho turns around and says, "Good job, but I know you're a good player because you're shit, shit and lazy." You know, Southgate ain't having that. Like, you, you, you'd have to be going out and scoring hat tricks every week. You know, I'd be amazed if Phil Foden and Mason Green would ever play for England again, knowing how petty Gareth Southgate is. Um, but you know, you never know. Um, Right, that is it then. Uh, anything else you'd like to go over, sir, before we finish up? Uh, no, it's uh, it's been a joy to be back, Chris. Yes, no, I've I've really enjoyed it, and I'm hoping that my new uh, new fan schedule can means I can contain this. I did notice that Ross was uh, angling for my job on the uh, on the prediction show, uh, but yeah, he will be uh, apparently joining us on a, on a on a weekly basis now that Leeds are back in the Premier League. Yeah, I mean, it's off, to, it's, it's off to a great great start with him and Simon co- committing to the Sunday show, and uh, here we are. <laughs> I, 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 I don't even know who Simon is. <laughs> so, uh, But he's a Villa fan, so uh, I look forward to his views on uh, Aston Villa and Jack Grealish's uh, great season that they're going to have. They're not playing tomorrow. Oh, no, they were due to play like one of the Manchester clubs, weren't they? Got the, yes, uh, the, the City, I think. Yeah. Uh, so yeah that is it please Dave pimp all of your socials and things uh, so the Twitter is at cm9798 and uh, the website is uh, cm9798.co.uk wicked uh, you've also got the Champman on the Post podcast yeah we should be recording in the next few weeks um, you can catch the last episode which was with um, Daniel Garb of uh, of Australian broadcasting fame Um and uh, Stephen and Nikolai from Chapman Community, so check that out if you have a spare hour. Excellent. That is actually next queued on my podcast feed. Uh, I hadn't got round to it yet, and it's the next one after the current podcast I'm listening to. Uh, you can find us at Man on the Post on everything, pretty much everything. Um, this, if you want to see pictures of Jordan Henderson uh, with his Premier League trophy, that is the place to go, uh, <laughs> at least for the next few weeks. I, I, I saw that picture there and I wonder, what, what the hell is it? Why, why is that? And I feel it's the first weekend of the season. And it's, it still feels very strange. Um, and yeah, so as long as fixtures remain in a normal weekend schedule and they don't change when the country goes into lockdown again, uh, we'll be back with you next Sunday. And until then, always keep your man on the post. 